Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 11th episode of Isaiah 5812. I'm Harold Weikert, your host. And just to remind you what 5812 Isaiah is, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins, and you will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. The purpose of our podcast is to shine some light on the distortions and maybe uh, some of the misinformation that is out there. And not that I have the answers, because I don't. I'm on that journey, uh, along with all the rest of you, uh, to seeking the truth and trying to understand what God's initial intent is. And as we shared last time, from Miles Monroe's book, God's Big Idea, he says in there that if if we understand God's initial intent, then we can better understand the Word of God and not be misled. So that's the attempt that we have here. And of course, we talked about Satan's um, big lieutenant, Leviathan, who is his purpose is to confuse and distort the word of God and make it so that you and I do not receive the blessings that God has in line in store for us. So we're going to make an attempt today of shining some light on another breach that took place. And it's the breach of obedience And I entitled my podcast this week, The Bronze Snake. Has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of the rams. That's found in 1 Samuel 15.22. Now, I found it interesting, the terminology here, to heed than the fat of the lamb, of the ram. And what I take from that is, is it better for you to listen to God than to bring an artificial sacrifice such as the fat of the ram? God really isn't interested in the sacrifices. He wants us to obey him. And I think we've taken this issue of obedience way too flippantly, starting in the Garden of Eden. I cannot help but to think that there may have possibly been a way too much ego on behalf of Adam and Eve when God gave them dominion and the freedom of choice. Could it have been that Satan possibly slipped in the concept of equality with God since they had dominion over what God had created? I don't know. That's just a question. Can you still hear the words of Satan ringing throughout the centuries? Surely you will not die. He lied. Surely they died, and so did we all. One strategy our enemies use to defeat us is to use our laws and constitution against us. God gives us the ability to think and reason, but he never intended for that gift to replace obedience. 
We see here that Eve was challenged to use her reason. Ignoring her duty of obedience to her God. She reasoned that fruit was good for her. So how can she die from eating it? Remember, Isaiah 58, 55, 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We must remember that we are the created ones, and he is the creator. Now, about Adam. Adam comes on the scene, and instead of taking the leadership role as God created him for, he allowed Eve to lead him into reasoning over the fruit they both ignored God's command and disobeyed together. Now, God intended Eve to be a helpmate and a partner to Adam. But Adam relinquished his authority to her, and she assumed the role of leadership which she was not created for. Here we see the first of two things happening. First, we began to reason against obedience And secondly, we submitted to the power of our fleshly desires instead of leaning on the power of the Spirit of God. The fall. 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 through 4. For the time will come when men will not put up with doctrine, with sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Now here is the spirit of Leviathan twisting and confusing the word of God and the gift of reason that God has blessed us with. This is one of the breaches in Isaiah 58, which we're trying to repair. The gift of reason according to God's will. We need to get back to accepting what God says as gospel and stop trying to massage the word God speaks to make it more palatable for our consumption. So how serious does God take a disobedience? Let us take a look at some examples in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians 13.9, we see the Ark of the Covenant being returned to Israel. Now God had given specific instructions. I'm sorry, let me correct myself. It's 1 Chronicles, not Corinthians. 1 Chronicles 13.9. God had given specific instructions on how it is to be transported. It's to be carried by two acacia poles and never to be touched because it represented the presence of God. So here we are bringing the ark back from the Philistines on a cart pulled by donkeys. 
and when the ark almost tipped over, Uzzah reached out to steady it and was struck dead on the spot. Uzzah assumed he was cleaner than the dirt. But the dirt has always been obedient because it's always been dirt. But Uzzah disobeyed because God said, do not touch it. Now, there is the case of Moses. Exodus 17, 6. Israel was thirsty, so God said, I will stand on the rock and you strike it, and water will come out. Now, in Numbers verse, chapter 20, verse 8, Israel's thirsty again. So God tells Moses to speak to the rock and water will come out. Moses goes into reasoning mode and remembers God told him before to strike the rock, so that's what he does. Now, the lesson here is that we must pay attention because God told him this time to speak to the rock. Speak, strike. What's the difference? He used a rock to get water. Well, apparently to God, the difference is to obey. Not do what you want when God gives instructions. In Numbers chapter 21, verse 4 through 9, they traveled from Mount Or along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way, and they spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread, there's no water, and we detest that miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them, and they bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it on a pole, and anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So, Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at it, the bronze snake, he lived. And I think the story goes on that they eventually began to worship the snake. Now, there was this man who left for work one day. And as he was going out the door, he told his son to, to do the dishes. The son noticed that the floor needed to be cleaned. He spent all day cleaning the floor to perfection. I mean, he took a toothpick in the corner perfect. When the father came home, he noticed the floor, and he complimented the son on the job that he did. The father turned to the son and said, But I ask you to do the dishes and they were still undone. This is how easy it is to disobey. And that is why we must stay focused on the word of God and on God himself. That old hymn, Trust and Obey, For There's No Other Way, 
lot of truth in that. Now, the difference between you and I and Israel is that man called Jesus. When I stumble and disobey through the redemptive act of Jesus, I do not receive the punishment I deserve, but I receive God's mercy, the bronze snake. And I receive a gift of grace, which I do not deserve. And that is God's grace. In these couple of scriptures, we see Uzzah died. Moses did not see the promised land. And the Israelites were bitten by poisonous snakes. It is true, God is a loving God but he is also a just God. His thoughts are above our thoughts. He is God. Praise him forevermore.